You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, I'm sharing an episode from another podcast that I do with my colleague, Vicki Draper. We're both energy healers, and we do a Healing for Pets and People podcast. This week's episode is about talking with pets and people on the other side and processing and working through grief. And I thought it was worth sharing. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. It's Ariel Hubbard and Vicki Draper. And we are here to share some information with you. Um, we do a monthly podcast about working with pets and people. As healing intuitives, we have a lot of stories to share and a lot of amazing things that have happened over the years. We've been, both been doing this for more than 20 years. We have some cool stories to share. So thanks for joining us. So recently, we've had a lot of people having conversations with us or working with people or hearing about people who have had a loved one exit suddenly, either a person or a beloved animal. And because of this, we wanted to share how we work with and support people who are left behind and they're missing their beloved pets or their beloved people. So we wanted to share about that. But before we do that, we want you to know how to reach us in case you need some extra support. So I'm Ariel Hubbard. My website is A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D, like old mother Hubbard. And you can dot com, of course. And then you can reach out to me um, and we can have a conversation. And Vicki, how can people reach you? They go to healingyouranimal.com and then there's a contact us button and they can sign up for uh, the complimentary assessment or it also has my email and phone number on there. Fantastic. So Vicki, when, when people lose pets suddenly, what do you do for the people who are left behind? How do you help their guardians get through that process? Well, the beauty is that Yes, I can connect with the pets on the other side. And so we can have a communication and connection. And that gives such great, I don't want to say closure because it's not really, but a nice piece of the grief process because mm -hmm. they can connect, they can say what they want to say, they can know where their animal is, how their animal is being and you know get them connected yes and because our animals stay connected with us even when they're on the other side it's just people aren't always aware of that and may not be able to recognize um when they're visiting and then I help give them their clue because their animal tells me the sign to tell their person that it really is them when this happens and it's, you know, just great comfort. Absolutely. Because if someone loves an animal for years and years and years, and suddenly they make an exit with no warning, that feeling of being cut off or disconnected from somebody that you love is really painful, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really helpful for people to know that that connection goes on. It doesn't end just because they're not physically present anymore. 
and that they're still with us. And it's so true because I've done so many different meditations and things where like, you know, 30 years after my beloved cat died when I was a child, you know, she would show up in meditation. I'm like, wow, look at that. No time has passed. That's awesome. And really feeling the essence and energy of that animal. And do you also help people get in touch with, not only get in touch with the animal, but feel that presence themselves? Do you give them tips or ways? To yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The animal is going to tell me, and I've been doing this for over 20 years and every message is unique. You would think there may be some consistent, but it's always unique because it's always unique to the pet and the person's relationship. Yes. That's really beautiful. And yeah. And so, um, yeah, it is. And it's just thrilling that when I shared what their pet's saying, the person's like, Oh yeah, that is so them, you know? And, yes. uh, and then they know that that's their animal and yes. that still loves them. The animal's still with them. Yes. And that's a powerful feeling. It's not just a message. It's like an energetic feeling yeah. that, that people can have after their beloved pet is gone. Yes. Yeah. And I had one, um, I have a funny story of uh, one uh, client. She's a regular client and I've been through now three of her whippets passing. Um, and one of them would love to be in the art room with her. And hey, she had uh, his dog bed, you know, in a certain place. And uh, after Levi was his name, Levi passed. You know, sometimes with grief, you kind of rearrange things and stuff. So she'd rearrange things. And in our session, I said, oh, he wants the bed moved back. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> and I didn't know she had moved it, you know, but that was the message that came through. And she's like, oh, I'm on it, you know, because it was like his spirit was still there, you know, with her in the art room. Totally. Um, right. And so he wanted to have his place, his special yeah. place. Yeah. That's so sweet. That's awesome. I love it. I mean, grief is a really interesting process and not everybody knows that grieving is a process because when you're, when you're going through your grieving process, there's acknowledging that someone's actually left, which sometimes that, sometimes that takes people a while to say this person or this pet is actually gone. Right. And then there's all the feelings you have about their passing any unprocessed emotion around your relationship at the time when they passed, right? And then what life's going to look like when they're gone. And I mean, I'm only naming a few aspects of the grieving process, but for some people, it, it makes it difficult. So when you help people, when you help them connect with their pet after the pet has left, do you think that you accelerate that process? Do you think you can help people move through some of it a little bit faster? Or maybe differently than they would if they didn't have that connection. Differently than they would have because uh-huh. grief is unique to every person and some, it, you know, and, and it has its own timeline. And yes. so, yes, it makes it easier to move through it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's actually what I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because like you said, the, the pacing is different for everybody. I mean, but some people end, take years. Some people could do it in a shorter period of time, depending on right. And well, right. okay. Here's the interesting thing about grief: is any unresolved grief you have from something else, if it's unresolved, that's going to trigger that. Yep. So the more you 
grieve and allow the process and, you know, anytime there is grief, then it makes each grief, I don't want to say easier, but it's, you're dealing with the present grief, not the whole big lump of grief. Yes. And grieving isn't always painful. (laughs) Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's a form of acknowledgement, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, I, you know, I miss my whippet on his little bed next to my feet when I'm doing my artwork. Like sometimes it's just remembering experiences, right? It's the same thing with people. Um, what you had just mentioned is that people get triggered and if they've unprocessed grief regarding other people. When someone leaves, um, they can process not only the grief about the person who just passed, but other people who've passed. Now, we've just come through three years of uh, COVID and a lot of people have left the planet. So a lot of us know someone or have someone who is left. And so a lot of people are working through this and they're going through a lot of different things. One of the things that I experience when I work with people, because I do talk, I do see dead people. I do talk to dead people. Like it's, I don't know why they, they make it so sound so ominous or scary. It's not, it's not ominous and scary. It's a presence that shows up. People say, well, what do they look like? Well, nothing like you see in the movies. They look like shapes of people. Like it's a, it's a light filled shape that looks like a person. Basically, you don't necessarily get features. You just get light. And, and they also bring their presence and they also, when they work with me, they also usually tell me something that will identify them to the person that I'm talking with. Right. So, and so a lot of it happens, especially right after someone's died, if uh, someone can stay calm enough to keep their brainwaves slow enough, they can receive the communications directly. It's hard for people who are grieving to stay calm though. They usually get in a state of stress. So then they go in a beta wave action. And when they're in beta wave action, they can't hear those messages. And that's why people like Vicki and I can hear that. And, you know, you as a listener, you may not be able to hear some of this stuff right away because your brain, your brain waves are going too fast because you're stressed, you're upset, you're hurt, you're all the feelings that come up and make your brain waves go faster. Because of that, it's difficult to receive the messages. We're not emotionally attached. So our brain waves are slower so we can receive the information because we have no attachment and that makes it easier for us to get clear communications from the other side. And you're right. Every experience is different. Um, everybody's passing is different and everybody's communication is different. It's not the same thing. One thing that I usually find that is consistent is when people on the other side communicate, they let people know that they're okay. That's the one thing I see that's consistent is that people are okay And even though the grieving person is upset that they're gone, the person on the other side, they're doing okay. And usually when they come in, it's to help close up unfinished business. It's to help that person um, who's um, in my session with me get the information they need or do the processing they need to get closure, to be able to let that person move on in the spirit world. And then this person in this world can move on emotionally can move forward with their life. Um, and that's important. So anyway, that's one of my, my stories that I have about, about it is just that usually there's some communication within the first three days of death. And then also, um, I work with people later, much later, sometimes years later, and you can still get a communication going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I find that with, um, 
pet guardians, sometimes they want to get resolved with the pet. It's, it's been a while that's passed, yes. but it's like their heart. I call it their heart dog or heart cat that they, you know, they just have that extra soul connection with. Yes. Um, and I mean, we all love all of our pets, but there, there are those that come in our lives that are just that extra special connection. Oh yeah. And yeah. so that, uh, anyway, so getting, no matter how long it's been, right, we can help get resolution because then that opens the way for the new pets in the household and yes, you available to accept the love that the new pets offer. Um, yes. And it's also extremely important because um, grief is hard. Well, I, I think it's hard, but <laughs> yes. Um, well, because you have your current life and then you have this loss at the same time and you're navigating both and, um, and you want to honor yourself and your pains. You don't want to shut it down. Right. Um, and so one of the things I tips I say for people afterwards is do just do self-care, be nice, be gentle with yourself. Um, and so then when the pet passes, when the pet, sorry, I just had a recent loss. And so, you know, you, you, just, um, have, you just have an emotion come up just now. I did. I just had a recent loss. Okay. Um, so you're um, modeling what grieving looks like. I do because you like, know, I'm talking and then we're talking about it. And then all of a sudden I've got this little. Right. So you guys, for, for our listeners, you could be like living your life right in the middle of a sentence and an emotion comes up and right so what, and then you're like crying and you don't know right. and it's like oh why am i crying out and you know right whatever. but but what vicky was just modeling she was just being present to the feeling that was coming up she just <sighs> being present to the feeling that was coming up and just taking a moment to sit with it and let herself feel it and then once you feel it if you repress it 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 um it comes back stronger and harder when the feeling comes up if you just let yourself feel it and breathe and stay grounded and then the feeling will pass and then you can move on with your life and it's kind of like that with grieving like you're you're going to have different feelings that will come up and you just be present and move on be present move on be present move on and it's literally it's like you're walking down this path like this path that you can see behind me and there's a stone you step on that stone and then you wait and then you step on the next stone and you wait and you step on the next stone and you wait and you just keep moving forward to keep, because if you repress it, you stagnate your own energy. And if you feel it, the energy flow opens up. You got to keep the flow moving because that's for your own self-care, your own health. Right? Yes. So modeling <laughs> how grief can just take over and uh, even in the middle of a live podcast. Um, I know, right? <laughs> so, well, because, okay, so I have a recent grief in my life. My mom's six-year-old Pomeranian died last week, and yeah. it was somewhat unexpected. Um, yes. And it turned out he had a heart condition that we didn't know about. And, um, but by the time they found out about it, it was, the vet even thought he had longer, but um he didn't. So I did what I do with uh, my clients is I helped him beforehand. You know, so I helped scout. Um, well, one, give him permission to pass because my mom and sister were going to be taking him 
they told me, you know, the day he was going to be passing, that they were going to be taking him in. It's like, it's time. And so I connected with him and he got such great peace because he'd been struggling just that day. I mean, he, luckily he hadn't struggled. Um, but then that day, that's when they knew, um, and in the connection with him and sharing that, okay, you know, they're going to be crying because they love you so much and they're going to help you, you know, pass over. And then just that they were giving him permission, he released, you know, he's like, he just like, okay. So he got a lot of peace before passing. Um, That's important. Which was beautiful that I was able to be a part of that. And then, um, so from my own grief process, I actually connected in with him recently on the other side because it felt important for me to check in with him. And, um, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful what he showed me. And, uh, you know, so now I can, I feel complete with honoring our relationship and honoring, you know, his passing and knowing he's bebopping along and he's just doing good because he's not in a physical body that was struggling. Yes. Yep. Now, some people, when they, when their pet leaves, some of them say, I'll never get another pet. And some of them say, I'll get a pet in like two years. And then some will get, run out and get a pet right away. And I know people within a couple of weeks or maybe a month, they had um, either like they got, they adopted new pets. And it's important for some people, they, they don't want to have a void. They want to have, they want to have an animal companion there with them to be there with them. And it's important. And then other people, they like need to wait, you know, and I'm sure you've experienced this with your clients. Yes, absolutely. And there's no judgment because there's no right or wrong answer. Yes. Just like with everything else in life, right? We all do our lives the way we do them. Yes. Because like you said, there is a big hole when they're, yes, they have a big presence. And it's not that if you get a new pet quickly, that they're replacing the other one. Yes. That's your you know, providing a nice loving home and you're starting a new relationship while you're still processing the old. Yes. So that's the important distinction is it's not replacing because nothing can bring the other pet back. Yes. But, and, you know, so depending on, yeah, how you want to process because there's going to be a big hole. I mean, there's just right. no that's the, void, the void of the, the, the presence that's, that's not yes. there. And then when you have another pet, this is what's very, very, very important. When you have like multiple pets and one passes, honor your grief and remember to share love with the existing pets. Yes. You know, they're still in the mix because sometimes grief can just take somebody inward and just shutting out. Yes. And you want to just be mindful to celebrate the joy with the pets you do have still while you're honoring your grief. And that to me is hard. It is. And I knew years and years ago, I had a friend, she had two birds and one of them passed away. And obviously I didn't know you at the time because if I had, I would have had her 
do, I would have asked you to do some work on the remaining bird. And basically because he was so lonely and sad from his friend leaving, he started doing two things. He started pulling out his feathers and then he started treating the woman like she was his mate. And she started attacking her boyfriend. Yes, because he hadn't accepted that this bird who was his mate died. Mm-hmm. And then he was attaching to the woman and he was like uh, taking out his own feathers and then doing that with her, her actual human mate. And so like if he had, this particular bird had just been able to emotionally process everything, he might not have done all that. I felt bad for him because he was like almost completely denuded of his feathers. Poor little yeah. thing. Yeah, that is yes. one of the things I do is work with the existing pet to process yes. their grief and yes. balance them out because they have a loss too. Absolutely. And the same thing for people when, you know, a family member exits, yeah. everyone else in the family has to process the void of their absence and, and all of the feelings they had about that person and maybe any unresolved issues that they've had with that person. And then the feelings that everyone else in the family has about their passing. And that's, that's huge. So you and I both do help people, um, move forward with these things because some, and, and there are grief counselors out there who also do this kind of work, obviously. Thank goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And, th- and th- there are times that, uh, you know, people need that extra deep support for the Absolutely. Group. And that's, yes. But the key message that I think that you and I both want to let people know is and even if your um, friend, loved one, family member, or your pet family member has passed, they're actually okay. <laughs> They're okay. They're just in a different form. They're on the other side, but the love is still there. That didn't evaporate just because they're not physically present. And really you're not alone. And that's hard. It's a hard thing because when we're used to physicality and someone being there physically, when they exit and now they're in spirit form, it takes a while to get used to that transition. So the grief is harder for those that are left behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any other tips or suggestions you could give people uh, about processing this experience before we leave for the day? Yes. You know, go down memory lane. Yeah. The best things is just to remember all the joy that you had together because that was real. Yes that was real and honoring it can help you then process the grief and move it through. Um, So that could be going to places where you spent time with them. That could be doing activities that you did with them. That could be making um, memory books of photos of them. That could be telling stories about them. Some, some those are all ways that we could process that. Oh, yeah. look who's there! Oh, they <laughs> has come sharing. Oh. He's my helper. He actually has signed up to help me in my message, so he's coming here, aren't you? Yes, look at him snuggling there. You agreed, you agreed with that. Share that joy, share the joy. Important. Yes. Aw, look at him snugging on her. That is so I cute. know it. <laughs> they totally do. He's the expert for modeling that. Yes. He totally picked up the fact that you were sad and he like came right over. <laughs> exactly. And look at him. He's doing his little. He's yeah. snugging on you. 
He's totally on you. Okay, so we're gonna have to go soon. So I want to share some news. Vicky just released her third book, which is really exciting. And what's your book called? Healthy, free, and harmonious: balancing your pet's chakras. Here it is. And it's great because this is a book that you can use to do your work with your pet. And Vicki has three books like this and they all have wonderful tips and stories. And on Vicki's website, you can go to heal, um, healingyouranimal.com. You can find also her sprays. Like if an animal's upset or having issues, you can spray in the vicinity and help clear and balance their energy. That way you can work with her books or you can book a session with Vicki. You can have a conversation with her, um, a complimentary conversation with her about working with her, right? Oh, yes. And one of the essences that is great for grief is the healing your animal pain ease. Because it's not just physical pain. It helps with emotional pain. That is what is there with the grief. Yep. So um, that's something that you, I, I was actually recommending like people keep this in their car. So like if they get triggered, they can just spray themselves like at work, like, you know, you get that grief come up and you just spray and then you get yourself back centered. Or if you're at work, you could spray and get back centered, you know, and just. And- yeah. Cause it's unscented. So that's why you can use it yep. and in a public place pets- without. Uh- right. For the other pets around, like if they're upset, you can spray yep. the room for the pet. Yeah. Other pets that have been left behind. So it's really helpful for doing that. And um, you can find me at arielhubbard.com and you can read my blog. You can see my video on, um, there's an actual video of energy coming out of my hands. that's on my, my blog. You can um, make an appointment with me. I can do distance and in-person work just as you do, Vicki, you do distance. Yeah. Yes. Distance. Yes. Yeah. So for those of us who need to process our grief and we need more support, you guys can reach out to us. No problem. (laughs) That's right. We are here to help. Um, because as you can see, we personally know what you're going through. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Vicki, thanks for being with me today. And, and as always, we do this the first Thursday of the month at 10 o'clock. If you want to come back and um, watch future episodes and then also at um, healingyouranimal.com on the media tab, you can listen to prior episodes of our show. Yes, thank you. And we're hoping that this has helped inspire you and can help help you process the grief and understand it a little better so that your life is made a little easier. And that you can move forward because that's important too. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. All righty. Take care. See you next Monday.